Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to our most recent episode of Ups and Downs for Star Trek Discovery. I'm Sean Ferrick here for Trek Culture. And before I say anything else, guys, a very Merry Christmas or a very Happy Holidays, whatever you're celebrating this time of year. Thanks very much for joining us. I hope you're having as good a time as is possible in this madness that is 2020. Now, at this stage, you probably know what we're going to do. We're going to go through the most recent episode of Star Trek Discovery. We're going to give everything we like an up, and we're going to give everything we don't like a down. It's fairly straightforward. Clues in the name. So, without any further delay, welcome to... Ups and Downs for Starter Discovery Season 3, Episode 11, Sue Cow. The episode picks up almost immediately where it left off last week, which is the memorial for Giorgio. Now, this time it focuses on Adira and Stamets. It's a short scene, but it's an important scene because it sees the return of Ian Alexander as Grey. While the explanation as to why Grey disappeared is a little bit woolly, needed to basically figure out themselves in this new state of being, okay, that's fine, but it definitely, it suggests more sentience than perhaps we originally thought. Like, Grey seems to be very much still alive and just part of Adira. Now, yes, this was discussed before, and yes, we've seen, you know, clues of this before. All totally cool, but are they sharing the same body? What are they... What really is going on here? Having said all of that, that confusion that I have is something that I hope will be cleared up in... We don't have a lot of episodes left this season, but as it goes on, because I'm really interested in it. I really like to see this relationship between the two of them. I like how it's been addressed. I like how it's been treated with respect by Stamets. So it's getting an up from me. The return of Grey gets an up from me. But actually, I'm going to add to that up. The guest stars in general this week, it was great to see, you know, obviously Tignataro. Now she gets a throwaway line, but she is there. So Reno is back. And also Janet Kidder. I'm jumping around the episode a little bit here, guys. But Janet Kidder is much better in this appearance as Osira than she was in the previous appearance as Osira. I didn't love the episode The Sanctuary. I thought it was slightly filler episode. And I think that colored my opinion of Osira as well. Whereas here, no, she is suitably nasty. 
she actually presents a proper threat I am here for it so yeah in general the up the first up of the week actually goes to returning guest stars and just the overall quality of the guests this week which was great fun as the episode kind of kicks into gear we obviously we know that it was a kelpian ship that was the origin of the burn and the discovery is going to go the discovery is going to check it out vance queries saru's insistence on joining the away mission to go and find this kelpian because he's not 100 percent on the fact that tilly is going to be left in charge of the ship i think that's a very fair worry you know as great as tilly is from vance's point of view it's like chucking the keys to the enterprise d to wesley crusher like season one wesley crusher um now obviously we know that's not the case but i think it is it's a very fair worry you know i think I, i'm definitely on board with vance for that one because he doesn't have the context that we have now he does drop the nugget that the emerald chain is doing military exercises near kaminar so saru is getting pulled in several different directions this week you know and it all is stemming from obviously he is kelpian you know he he wants to go and see are there survivors in the nebula he also has just heard his homeworld is under attack basically this is saru's no good very bad worst day ever so far the decision is made that discovery is going to the nebula they're going to go and check out the source of the burn they need to find out starfleet basically has got kaminar's back or so we so we believe they get to the nebula and again this might sound like a bit of a general up but very much an up is the absolutely beautiful computer graphics this week i mean the nebula is stunning it's so full of space debris and rock it really reminds me of the nebula from star trek beyond you know it's not just gas in space there's there's stuff in there there's there was a reason not to just fly the ship in straight away which they do try detmer i could almost imagine her going lads lad, like do you want anything left on this ship stop making me fly through this stuff but thankfully book steps up and says well look i've got a ship i can do this and he takes his ship out and he goes in and we get some uh, when i say it's really cool to see the radiation effects um i don't mean that in a sadistic way but i just mean a lot of times in star trek you know radiation makes people kind of get fuzzy and makes people kind of pass out but of course radiation is not very good for your body so seeing the effects of the radiation so quickly start to affect book it adds tension to this episode it adds a sense of urgency you know don't hang out in the nebula it's not good get out of there but thankfully he does get there and he gets to the right spot long enough to go right i know where discovery can jump to that's fine he books it out of there i'm sorry that was a little christmas joke for you i'm terribly sorry <laughs> gets back on board the ship and most importantly gives grudge to dr pollard because grudge is the best best kitty ever we find out that there is a planet made entirely out of dilithium in the middle of this nebula and chaching i mean there you go problem solved right okay we get everyone back warping again it's all going to be good crack you really don't want the emerald chain to find out about that though do you that would that would be bad 
hmm, Starfleet, thankfully, are quite on board with this planet made of dilithium. I can just hear the mining ships starting to spool up. So it's very, very good news for the Federation if they can get to this planet, if they can start getting these resources and figuring out, you know, how to rebuild their fleet. Now, before they can do any of that, of course, we've got to address the survivor. Burnham and Culber and Saru are going to go down on this away mission, which is this is this is not getting a down. All right. It's not. But what Culber says to Stamus before going, Stamus is like, you can't go, you can't go. This is very, very dangerous. And Culber, rather than going, you silly biscuit, I'm the chief medical officer. I am absolutely going. Instead, he goes, I have to go. I must do this for me. And it's like, hmm. Like, does everyone have to have a special qualification to go on an away mission? You know, it's like everyone has their own special strengths and everything, which is fine, but it just, you got to sign to an away mission. You have to go for you. So it, it's, it's not a down. It's, it's a nitpick. I know it's a nitpick, but it's, mm, it was just like, was that really necessary? Let me be kind. Maybe he was just saying that to shut Stamets up. They beam down to the planet. And this is where last week in the trailer we saw there was a Trill version of Burnham and there was a Bajoran version of Culber. Hold on to that one, coming back to that one. But fantastically, up, 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 human Saru. They've beamed into a holodeck simulation and Saru, it's just great to see Doug Jones out of makeup in this show because he is one of the most expressive actors going at the moment and obviously sometimes he's he's hidden underneath all of the makeup so seeing him you know in the flesh so to speak it was just fantastic it was an absolute pleasant surprise and also just to see Doug Jones out of makeup but still very much a Kelpian in his movements yeah I really 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 liked that we have come to a down right of this episode and it's in reference to Culber the Bajoran so this is sort of a cumulative down, okay? Bear with me. It's this season, the pacing of this season has just been weird. And we're, we're being told a lot without being shown a lot. Now, one example was last week, Giorgio was in the Mirror Universe for three months. Okay, a montage might've been nice, but uh, you know, learning all of this new tech Again, montage might have been nice, but even an introduction to some of the races that the Federation has encountered between the 23rd century and the 32nd. As far as I know, Starfleet and the Federation had not encountered the Bajorans by the 23rd century. You know, now obviously that could be easily explained away by, oh, we went through an inventory of the races. You know, granted, oh, this is a Bajoran. Now, there has been a Bajoran earlier on in the season, but, you know, Burnham didn't interact with that Bajoran. I'm talking, of course, about the, uh, the running man head exploding scene. It's just, it, it, the reason it's getting down, down for this week, again, might sound nitpicky. It's just, it was just one assumption too many. It was like, guys, come on, you know, give us a little bit more. Give us, give us some of this fish out of water. We assume you know who the Bajorans are. We assume you know who the Trill are, you know. Um, we discussed that in that episode, so there's no point going into that again. But yeah, it was just one assumption too many, and it got it down from me. I mentioned, obviously, the stunning, stunning graphics of the episode. And again, I, I, I cannot 
complement it enough. It looks amazing. Uh, the setting, the, the episode was actually filmed in the Kingston Wig Prison. I think I've got that right. In Canada, so it's actually a historical landmark. Uh, particularly the scenes on the stairs. Now, obviously not the MC Escher Crumbly stairs, but the, the kind of central stairs. So it is actually a location in Canada. It's, you know, it's gorgeous. Uh, can, can someone please mention the Gormaganders that are just flying around in the background? Because they're lovely and cool, and it's lovely to see them again. And there's also a couple of them. Remember when they were super rare, and encountering one was like encountering a unicorn? Yeah. Now, again, I know it's a holodeck. But yeah, it would have been nice to be like, oh, they're cool. Because they were cool. We know that there's gonna be a Kelpie in there. That's fine. And, hmm, how do I put this? Burnham says to Saru, oh, you've been compromised. Bit rich, isn't it? Down. So here's the thing. So we find out what caused the burn this week and it's a real throwaway line you know it's basically this this kelpian sukal is his name is where the name of the episode comes from his beloved gift and in you know the aftermath of a great tragedy a sukal is you know said to be as i said beloved gift he has grown up with the mentality of a child because he hasn't had anyone there to teach him or to you know teach him social constructs and hence this elaborate holographic environment that he has been living in for his entire life um i really dig the holodeck i, th I think it's it's really really cool again we've got those, those glitchy holograms but you know what the thing's been running constantly for over 100 years fair fair enough however he is so connected to the planet made entirely of dilithium and he has a wee temper tantrum and a shockwave comes out of the planet. So the burn that killed billions of people happened because a child was upset. I'm not saying that in itself is a problem, but just down. Seriously? After, is, is that not just a bit underwhelming? No? To be fair, I understand, I can hear the comments already. Oh, Sean's going on about the burn again. And do you know what, you're right. You're right, yes, I have given it a lot of stick, but I, I did hope for a better payoff, I did. I thought, you know what, they wouldn't drag it out this much for it to be nothing. And it is nothing. You know, it's, oh, all right then. And also, isn't it a good thing that in 100 years, he's never had another tantrum? You know, because there is still obviously dilithium out there powering ships. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure that th it can be explained away, but it was just, I don't know, meh. Having said that, I do really enjoy the interaction between Burnham when she's pretending to be a hologram and Sue Cal. It was, it was, I, I, I really liked the, the tone of the scene. She was so pleasant to him while also obviously trying to mine him for information. And it was a really, it was just a really kind of tender scene. And it was also really nice to see that side of Burnham again, because, you know, obviously she's here, there and everywhere. You know, she's mutinying one week. She's, you know, being told by Giorgio she should be the captain another week, which, no, she shouldn't. 
She'll nick the Discovery the second she can. She's already mutinied once. She's not going to listen to Vance. You know, and, you know, she's not first officer for a reason. However, meant to say that last week. Threw it in again there now. <laughs> he says ruining a compliment for Burnham. No, she is great in this scene with Sukal. It's nice to see that humanity. A lot of, I think, the criticism leveled against Burnham as a character is that things are a bit overwrought. Things are always, you know, the highest level of emotion. And again, while emotion itself is obviously great, it's lovely to see people feeling things, when it's overdone, it becomes too much. Here, what you have is, it's not that whisper voice. I think you know what I'm talking about. It's just being a parent, really. Now, not for long, of course, but just in this scene, she is with a child and she is being a fantastic parent. So really, really, really just liked that scene in general. You know, I, I, think it, I think it struck exactly the right tone. Now up off the planet, we have Discovery is still sitting outside the nebula because they're recharging their shields. They need the shields to be up to full strength before they can go back inside the nebula. Everyone will get sick. Terrible things altogether. Then they detect a Federation ship incoming, which is okay. Now, my first thought was gonna be like, hmm, planet made of dilithium, hmm. Now you've got Captain Tilly, you know, she might be called acting captain, but yeah, she's Captain Tilly, she's cool, is sitting there, big chair, everything is, go oh no, oh no, oh dear, oh no. No, it's not good at all. It's the Emerald Chain, it's Osira. And the fantastic ship drops out of warp again, all guns trained on Discovery, oh dear. Tilly absolutely nails it. I mean, I can't compliment Mary Wiseman enough for this season. She has been wonderful as Tilly this season. I don't agree with all of the decisions that have been made around the character, but I can't for one second fault the acting this season. So Captain Tilly is getting a big up from me. She absolutely handles the situation with cool, just grace under pressure. She quotes Freud, which I just think is gas. Osira kind of realizes that, okay, no, I'm not just dealing with an ensign here. I'm dealing with somebody who could actually cause me a bit of hassle. The entire standoff, it's, it's great, it's tense, you're totally on Tilly's side. Now, there is one thing, because of course there is. She threatens to self-destruct Discovery, right? And now obviously, we as an audience, we know that's not gonna happen because, you know, Zora's not going to let it happen. And we went through all through this last season, you know, they did the thing where they parked up beside the Enterprise and the bridges went across and everyone was a big massive waste of time. So we know that's an empty threat and that's fine. Osira doesn't know that. But the way Oasakon and Detmer turn and look at her like, yeah, you're a bad... Well, anyway, look, it's not a down... Yeah, it's a nitpick. Um, but following on from my nitpick is... When Discovery is boarded, which is terrible, wish it didn't happen, it did, here we are. Any reaction from your sentient AI? No. But the reason I'm not downing that is because although I would have liked to have seen that, or just sort of, even if, you know, we have a, maybe a close-up on a panel where, not necessarily like a face, but maybe, you know those, those, those talking lines? You know those things? Yes, I'm, I'm really showing my lack of knowledge here. You know, I'll just have it zoom up and just have 
in Zora's voice, her just going, bollocks. I reckon we'll get something next week, you know? So um, that's why that's not a down. That's just like, oh yeah, yeah, come on, come on, come on. Because also I like the fact that it ended on a cliffhanger. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. Overall, my thoughts on this week, I thought very, very good episode. Uh, some pacing issues um, looked amazing. So here for next week's episode, uh, this was a good teaser to get us into it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.